Hi, this is Nicole Hemsoth, editor of HPC Wire, here with today's edition of Soundbite, our daily interview series featuring researchers, thought leaders, and newsmakers in the world of high-performance computing. We'll be talking with Addison Snell, CEO at Intersect 360 Research, about their sixth annual HPC budget allocation map. We'll delve into some of the details today to get a better sense of where dollars are being spent in high-performance computing. Hi, Addison. Hey, Nicole. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on Soundbite. Absolutely. Nice to talk to you. So uh, give us a sense of, of what things look like. We'll, we'll start at the high level here. I noticed that the server spending, even though there was a little bit of a blip in, in terms of positive news from last year, has taken something of a, of a dive. Can you explain that a little? Well, what it really was is last year's server spending was really high as a percent of budgets, and that was a result of it was coming off of the recessionary years, the, the couple of years before, when a lot of budgets were held up from a capital expenditure standpoint. Then in last year's budget map survey, I think a lot of users finally got their their budgets loosened up a bit, and, and you had a higher than average number of capital expenditures come around. And it's only natural that you regress to the mean a little bit after a very high percentage last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, there's nothing really to be concerned about here. It's more a matter of spending kind of going through its natural fluctuations is what you're saying. Well, in fact, it's better than that. I think there's a lot of good things to look at in the budget map if you're someone who likes to see signs of market growth. Across all of the commercial sectors, we're seeing budgets uh, continuing to improve, loosen. It's really the commercial sector that's been driving a lot of the growth here. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that for a moment. Where are some of the key commercial areas uh, that you see interesting growth, new growth, bigger than expected? Where are some of the surprises? Well, you know, really all the different commercial markets have been pretty strong. The business computing side tends to be a little stronger than the technical computing side still. We have two major super segments where we look at high-performance technical computing, which is the science and engineering types of applications. Those are your more traditional HPC vertical markets. And then we have what we refer to as high-performance business computing for things like finance and media and entertainment, online games, ultra-scale Internet. That's got a little bit of a higher growth rate. Um, it has had a bit of a higher growth rate, continues to be a higher growth rate. Another area where we've seen a little bit of an uptick is in cloud in terms of percent of spending. Now, cloud has remained a pretty small percent of people's overall HPC budgets and is an area of high scrutiny. We look at this for our own HPC cloud forecasts, of course. It did see a bit of an uptick from the previous year. Hard to say whether that's a trend or an aberration at this point, although we've also got some separate qualitative research that maybe shows a little more resources starting to go to cloud. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Are you delineating them between uh, public cloud and private cloud? Is this this a a lump thing that you, you look at in terms of? Can you explain that? We are. For anything that's in our budget map survey, we have broad categories like hardware and software and staffing, and then items within the categories where you what type of software, what type of staffing are you talking about. And within cloud, um, there, there of course, can be both public cloud spending and private cloud spending. Now, with private cloud, that's a little funny because you're talking about budgeting something as cloud, and then you're labeling it as private cloud, which happens in some types of organizations where 
one IT group is in charge of, of buying the compute infrastructures, the storage infrastructures, and then they can lease it as a private cloud service to another mm -hmm. budget. And there are vertical markets, particularly in finance and to a lesser extent in some of the biosciences where we see that happening. I, I definitely understand what you're saying about private cloud there. Let's talk about public cloud for a moment. Have you seen real uptick in, in HPC users in particular adopting Amazon's cloud, which I know has been beefed up a little bit over the last couple of years? Uh, also, Rackspace, SoftLayer, and some others have some HPC offerings. For what public cloud spending there is in HPC, Amazon is certainly the leader. Uh, that comes from a few other surveys that we've done, not the budget map survey specifically, but the budget map survey is where we track how many dollars, uh, what percent of the HPC budget is going to public cloud. It has come up a little bit, but this has been pretty consistently less than 2% of HPC budgets overall going into public cloud. There is a market there, but our general market guidance has been and remains that it is not as big a market as a lot of people think it is, and it's, it's going to continue to be slow to adopt. Now, we've got some other qualitative data, as I said, where end users in certain categories are starting to indicate that they're uh, thinking about spending less on their capital procurements and moving some of that into public cloud. That's the first time we've heard some major supercomputer centers starting to plan that way going forward. So we're going to look at our HPC public cloud forecast this year as we look at our other forecasts and typically do that in the second calendar quarter every year. So that's coming right up. Uh, we'll look at that and see how much we want to adjust our forecast going forward. Now, if you move the cloud forecast up, there's an echo question of, does that mean you're bringing the server forecast down, right? Because people are going to spend less internally in favor of the cloud. That should really be a zero-sum game. Uh, there's, there, there's the pockets of people who will who will be new usage coming in because they're entry level, but that's so such low volume, it tends not to move the needle on your forecast. Mm -hmm. And it seems also like a lot of big centers, uh, big HPC centers, use cloud maybe for bursting. Um, otherwise, it's way too expensive for them to consider that for full-time use, correct? Well, that has been a, a consistent bit of feedback that we've gotten when we study cloud is they challenge the assumption that things are cheaper just because they're in the cloud. Major HPC centers already run at pretty good economies of scale that are tailored to their particular workloads. We do see bursting. Uh, but again, those are low-volume kinds of applications. If someone needed it all the time, they would tend to buy it. Or if they only needed a little bit extra, you know, they might wait and put it into their queue. The, the business case seems to be for when I need a lot extra, but not for very long. Mm -hmm. Right. So it sounds like cloud is holding steady to expectations. I noticed in the software side of the report, that's the case. On the server side, what are some surprises from this report? Is there anything unexpected that, that you want to draw attention to? You know, I wouldn't say there's anything unexpected there. A, a big thing that we're going to continue to look at is the public sector spending, the, the government and academic spending. That's another area we've got to look at really hard in terms of not only big-time funding for things like Exascale, but, but just generally how does that drag the HPC market forward. I, the U.S. federal government just in of itself is a major portion of the 
uh, of the HPC market. And until that budget starts loosening up, it, there's going to be a damper on the market that it can't grow at a big rate without government and academic budgets starting to come up. And, and those have still been pretty constrained. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a worldwide survey, correct? I mean, you have input from lots of different folks in different countries and geographic regions. Is that the trend everywhere? Do you see a difference? Um, it is a worldwide survey, so thank you very much for pointing that out to begin with. We do get surveys from around the world. We get them from Asia Pacific. We get them from, from Europe. Uh, to a lesser extent, Latin America, but that's a smaller portion of the market. The thing is, government spending has actually been pretty constrained worldwide. This has been a a global epi- epidemic. Um, uh, the European governments have been hampered by the Eurozone crisis, and that continues to linger even into our most recent surveys. We haven't seen a lot of loosening of spending there. Okay, so steady as she goes this year for HPC, it sounds like. Well, there is growth, and I'll come back to that. The commercial segments of the market, which is more than half of the market, uh, continue to be strong. So this is absolutely an area for continued investment. It's just when you get back to thinking of some of the typical national supercomputing initiatives that I think draw a lot of visibility, uh, those areas are still going to be pretty constrained going forwards. Mm-hmm. I, I want to point back to something that you've researched in depth before in terms of big data. So data-intensive computing, whether it be for academic or commercial use, how did that factor into any of these results, and how is it maybe separate or on its own standing for, for the way that you look at your data? Yeah, this is not a big data survey specifically, although we have done that, and we've done that across both high-performance computing and non-high-performance computing kinds of environments to look at the effect of big data. And that's another area, another commercial area predominantly, where we've seen budgets continuing to be strong, really outstripping the growth that we have in other areas. What we find is that among people who uh, claim that they're, uh, they have big data problems, who are part of our big data survey, that On average, if you look at the curve, they might be spending about 20% of their overall IT budget on big data-related projects. Now, not all of that is new spending, of course. A lot of that's leverage from existing enterprise spending. But you look at the growth in their budgets, and they're they're quite healthy with – with overall uh, more than 25% of respondents saying that they expect their IT budgets to grow more than 10% over the next two years. Mm -hmm. Different motivating factors on the commercial side, it sounds like. Well, there are different motivating factors, of course, because you're trying to make money here, and these are business decisions. And one thing we hear on the public sector side a lot is what is our justification for making these expenditures? What's the value of science? What's the value of innovation? Whereas on the commercial side, you maybe get a little more straightforward ROI. Right, absolutely. Well, Addison Snell, thank you so much for taking time to explain some of your findings from this most recent report. We find these of great value. I know our readers do too. Thanks again. My pleasure. Thanks, Nicole. And thanks all of you for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. 